Welcome back, everybody. We've got a incredibly special couple of people who are part of an incredibly special project. It's all over social media and the media everywhere right now. Hall of Breakfast. We are here with uh, Jesse Jesse Draper. Jesse Draper. And Courtney, Courtney Mahon. Mahon. There was lots of names being thrown around tonight. <laughs> it was part of a graphic design group here at Hall of Breakfast. And we got a tour of the whole place. We got to play around. And then when there was a question and answer at the end. But these, these two really popped out at me that, that, you know, they did a lot of great, great things for this place. First of all, it, it's kind of hard to describe it, isn't it? Hall of Breakfast. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the hardest thing, especially since we're called Hall of Breakfast. If you are uninitiated, you might think this is a new buffet joint. I, I did. <laughs> yeah, I kinda, I, yeah, yeah. I talked to you earlier when we first came in. I said, "How'd you hear about Hall Breakfast? Do you mind sharing that sh- that story again?" Yeah, it was. Uh, I, you know, I saw an ad on Facebook. You know, I follow all these kind of unique kind of things, creative things, and there was an ad for it. I'm like, "Okay, is it an, a new restaurant?" You know, because Utah has all sorts of great restaurants. So at first, I thought it was a restaurant. So when I found out that it wasn't, I was a little bit disappointed. But then as I started to explore things. What made you, as soon as you found out it wasn't a breakfast joint, what made you look deeper? Turning the interview around here. Yeah. <laughs> because you would kind of explain this. Then yeah. this. I think this goes into what we may be talking about in terms of graphic design. So something made you look deeper. And you, and I think it, you, you mentioned it was that the image caught your eye. Yeah, because the, the, the logo kind of looks like, you know, kind of looks like a pancake. You know, it's round, you know, and then there's the the grid, which kind of waffles, you know. So it was just kind of dripping with dripping <laughs> with food references. <laughs> so it's like, okay, the, the, the name isn't exactly clear, so it makes you, makes you think and explore. So Yeah, and I think we kind of went with that idea. We're like, okay, people don't really know what this is necessarily, so why don't we just go with what is Hall of Breakfast? Actually use that in our marketing to get people to explore deeply. And I actually think Courtney is pretty involved with that part of the process. So why did you and the team go with what is Hall Breakfast? Um, Yeah, obviously that was like everyone's question. Even after we try explaining it without them being there first, um, everyone's still be like, okay, but what is it? And so we kind of just played off of that, um, more of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing with the actual marketing is just asking the question, what is Hall of Breakfast? To try to drive people to our Instagram and website to get more information about it. What was really fun is we took it even a step further is definitely in the digital world, but we also took a stab at guerrilla marketing. And we had we've created these giant... Um, sunny side up egg sculptures that you can stand on and so John Connors um, one of the co-creators of Hall of Breakfast had this great idea how about we take this giant egg and we just put it outside we're just gonna put it outside and it's gonna say you know come we'll, we'll draw on the, the white of the egg yolk and it'll say what is Hall of Breakfast so we actually did some guerrilla marketing where we actually took the physical sculpture and put it outside our venue just to see what people would do, what if they saw this? What, how would they interact with it? And um, and how did that go? Did people start crawling people over s- it? People immediately started <laughs> crawling over it. Um, and <laughs> I saw some really great pictures show up, and I just thought, like, this is cool. Like, 
this is what I've always thought it about. It was kind like, of like the first taste of it, it like getting taste. out into the physical world yeah. and kind of and really sparking that question of okay, what like why is this giant egg yolk just like out on I don't yeah, know just out for, in the universe right now? Yeah. And for Courtney and I and many others, we've been working on this for half a year, and so. It's, it was the first time for me, I don't know about for you, but it felt real. Because it was the first yeah. kind of sculpture thing we all made that we put out into the public eye that they could physically, it was the first time we saw like a guest who didn't know what it was, yeah. what are they gonna do with it? And um, it was really cool, we took a lot of pictures, we felt really great, and I went into work a couple days later and I watched Courtney come into work and she looks so distraught (laughs) and I was like what what's the matter um someone had taken what we believe to be a sledgehammer to the egg (laughs) and it was in that moment that I realized okay if we're gonna do this thing we have to make it pretty indestructible because just human nature people like to some people like to ruin things but people in general just like to touch and play on things so we have to make it well, and, that, and that was part of the conversation tonight. Some some pieces sh- like here in well, the coffee you, you room. You sometimes have over 800 people come through here in a yeah. day. And so we made these things very durable. And you know what? I feel that we constructed the eggs in a way that is durable and can stand up to normal people jumping and posing. But there was nothing that could prepare us for a vigilante, <laughs> not a vigilante. We wish we had a vigilante. Uh, <laughs> you know, a person in the night with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I don't think they were made to stand. I mean, they, they, they went at it yeah. and they, they just didn't like our eggs. Yeah, so it was, I found this, like, holes all over it. It was, <laughs> oh it was gosh. upsetting. <laughs> yeah. So we learned like guerrilla marketing is great, but like it was a good learning experience for us. Like, right. Not everybody is going to understand what you're doing and not everybody respects art. And that's also really hard realization is, um, what we think we are doing, we put a lot of heart and soul in it, but not everybody feels the same way about it as we do. And we lose a little bit of naivete and we grow up and we, we don't lose that passion and that love for art, but we do adjust. So we probably won't ever do that again, but it was a good thing for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes artists need just a bit of re, you know, reality of, you know, people. Yeah. To, definitely. To cement things. So um, in the process, what point were you guys um, brought in or became part of uh, the project? Um, I started from the beginning. So uh, back in August of 2017, uh, we really kind of started having the conversation between myself and then the co-creators, John Connors and Sophie Wickers, Um, the three of us really kind of started just throwing around the idea of a some kind of themed pop art pop up uh art experience we landed on breakfast um we kind of hit the road or hit the ground running in november with really cranking out the branding and marketing materials and then bringing you guys you and kristen okay so you guys came on in december so that's when we really started um mapping out well i guess you can speak to that more with the installations so what was really cool is um um kristen um Cordova is my um, basically co-creator in our department (laughs) and we'd actually been working on a pumpkin themed event and while we were working on the pumpkin event it was kind of fun to watch Sophie and Courtney like in the back in a different section of the warehouse Uh like 
trying out little photo shoot ideas. Like they were pouring <laughs> glue on colored paper and, and throwing um, like Fruit Loops. And they were doing all these really oh my cool gosh, that campaign like so things. Long ago. It was so long ago, but it was the first. So for me, I got a little sneak peek before we were brought on of their kind of figuring out the look and feel. And some of those things they first did actually like made it all the way through. And so what happened Great. for us is Kristen Cordova and I were brought in um, as um, art directors to help on just Bigly products. And we were brought in to help with this brand. And what was really cool was we came in and Courtney had created a, kind of a deck of almost like a lookbook. It had all the colors. She'd made all these icons. Um, it really was a fleshed out product. It was, it was awesome actually. Like I couldn't wait to work on this uh, product because it was so well designed. It had such a great color story and I think that really speaks to Courtney's ability uh, for color. Uh, oh, and, and, well, thank and you. It's, <laughs> and it's, I think it's one of the coolest things about this place is even without any of the sculptures, even with, this isn't the thing you necessarily think about, but each room has been meticulously thought about um, color theme wise and this is oh, the yeah. work the work that courtney has done has really that's kind of the i would say the foundation for everything that happens so each room kind of has col a color story and that was figured out really early so it was really nice for me as a creator to come in with so much legwork done um and, and it was it was a fantastic thing to that's one of the great things about collaboration like oh you've already done all this work it's kind of like if you have a blank piece of paper, sometimes it's really hard to get something going. But when someone gives you, um, you know, a prompt, prompts are the best, you know. <laughs> and Courtney gave the best prompt ever. And the work that she uh, and Sophie and John did is fantastic. And it oh, really thank was. thank you, Jesse. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I was so excited that first day when we saw the deck. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I don't know what the heck this is. <laughs> like, I didn't really even know what a pop-up museum uh, so much was. <laughs> I had heard a little bit about them. Um, and now I know a lot about them because it, I live and breathe pop-ups now. I'm... Um, I think a really good way to understand. Yeah. I think a really good way to understand this brand is actually to learn about some of the people who've gone before. I don't know, Corny. Would you mind talking a little bit about like Museum Ice Cream and some other things that you saw? Because I think they're important, very important in this story. Yeah, I mean, we definitely did. Uh, we definitely did our research, and I think we actually got a little sad the further and further we delved into it. That uh, <laughs> that there there are a lot of competitors out th out there that are doing the same kind of like art museum pop up type thing and so that was the biggest question we answered or had to answer from day one was okay how do we make ourselves different and not just a carbon copy of one of these other pop-ups um yeah so I think like what makes Hollow Breakfast really special is our local art component we worked with so many amazing local artists and hand letterers and muralists and um, people who help build the installations uh, we work with the Utah Food Bank um, so like for every ticket sold, I think it's three meals that we donate. And so right now after being open for three weeks, we're close to like 45,000 meals donated to their summer program for kids. Um, anyway, so it's just kind of like that local and charitable component that I think kind of like gives us heart and it gives us a little bit more substance, I think. <laughs> What's really cool about the art space right now is it's a conversation. It's a conversation that we have with our guests 
where yeah. we create a, a piece of artwork that we thought was going to be interacted with a certain way and they do something completely different and it's wonderful it makes the art better um, I also have to say the thing, same thing about pop-ups. I don't think of them as competitors. I think of them as peers. And I think we're having a conversation back and forth with each other. I don't think we all want to be carbon copies of each other, but I think we are in the same kind of like, like high school class. And we're, <laughs> we complement each yeah, other. Yeah, we complement each other. So there's enough. This is the thing about art that's very strange for people is there's always room for more art. Like it's not the same kind of commodity as like, like a Ferrari or something. Like we're not competing with some, we're not competing with someone else's like art space. We're competing with, is someone gonna spend money on another TV or another thing? Experiences you can have every day. Like you could have an experience of a museum of ice cream one day and you can come have an experience with Hall of Breakfast and they're both gonna be wonderful. They're gonna be different. And I think they actually complement each other. Yeah, someone put it to me pretty perfectly. It's like there are millions of different pizza places out there, yeah. and but it's like you have your preferences and you go like even if like I I'll go to Pizza Hut one night and get Domino's the next. It's like you don't have to. I don't know. It's and to like take it further. How many breakfast places do you like? You know, like <laughs> yeah, breakfast is a better example uh, than pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I like this one breakfast place for their you know corned beef hash and another place for their waffles. So yeah. I think there's enough room for all these pop ups and I. I I'm very grateful that we got to do a pop-up and, oh, yeah. and especially I, in Salt Lake. I love that just something like this is like coming on the scene. I think that's been one of the most meaningful compliments to me when I talk to people coming through the space is they're just like, thank you for bringing this to Salt Lake. Um, and I, I don't know, it just, it means a lot. And I just, I think it's cool that we're just able to bring something like this, something different that people haven't really seen before. Do you have favorite rooms? Personally, I love every <laughs> single room. There's so much I heart. Coming. There's so much heart in every room, and yeah. the local artists in every room. It was so wonderful to meet them and to talk to them, and and they all had their different ways of painting and doing. And the collaboration on this has been like a highlight of my life. I just this is this is a fantastic opportunity, and that's what's so cool. I think that's what people feel when you come to a place that has authenticity, you don't have to tell people that. They'll feel it. And the way that people are sharing it and talking about it, you can tell they're tapping into that authenticity. I, I love exploring the hashtag because there's just, you know, there's kids, there's grown-ups, there's, you know, these 30-something single women. And, yeah, it's just so fun to watch That's what's that. really cool about Hall Breakfast because any kind of business, you're going to go, we're making this demographic for this age group, 18 to 35. And you go, okay, who are, who's our who's our target? And you make a thing. And then you realize, like, this is actually for everybody. It really is. And and, yeah. and you might have thought I was making this for this person, but there another person that you never would have thought came in and had this wonderful experience with it. And, and, they, and, they, and it was made for them, you know, and you didn't necessarily anticipate that. Definitely. I, I will say, though, my, I think my favorite room is the coffee room, which for you, you listeners at home is the room we're sitting in right now recording this. And uh, I, I lo it's like it, the whole space is so colorful. Like the every room you walk into is so colorful and there's so much going on. And to me, the coffee room is such a palate cleanser. It's yeah, very it, soothing. It, 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 it's <laughs> dark, but it, it, it's also... I I kind of have to agree with you. <laughs> it's the most grown up room. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, I'd say it's where it kind of, you kind of slow down if you can, if you can resist the urge to jump 
right past this room into the ball pit, which I see happen a lot. There's a lot of magic and wonder in this room. It's the room that I've seen most people kind of drop their, drop their jaws whenever they actually do kind of take a look around and they see that everything is made out of coffee beans. There are over a million coffee beans in this room. They made the bean hive out of coffee beans, the bumble beans out uh-huh. of coffee beans. <laughs> this room means a lot to me too because um, I actually got the coffee beans roasted. And so I went and... Most of, I, I went to, um, is it, it's Mill Creek Coffee, right? I yeah, know, Mil- Mil- I know, Creek hey, Coffee Mill Creek Roasters. Coffee, sorry. I, you guys are amazing. I came in there and said, hey, I have this bag of coffee. I need it, I need it actually like barely roasted at all. I didn't realize this, but when you get raw coffee beans, they're kind of green. They kind of look like lentils. And <laughs> we wanted to make this beehive that has a golden look. And so to get yeah. them to be roasted like that they can only be in the roaster for like five minutes to get them because if they start out green and they roasted them for like five minutes for me and then I put them in the back of my car (laughs) and I was like I I had come home that night from work and I was like I'll just take them back to work your car just reeked of coffee beans I woke up the next morning (laughs) and got in my car and I got I feel like I got punched in the face by coffee (laughs) it almost knocked me out I had no idea that like a whole bag of coffee could make my car smell like that. But <laughs> be it glad nuts. it wasn't now with this heat because they would have finished roasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I really appreciate them for, and anybody, like any of the people who give us any of our, like, like anytime we make something out of something weird, it's always like, can you do this weird thing for us that we've, <laughs> you've never been asked before? Another part of the room I like is the Edison bulbs because they give out this kind of, kind of honey glow yeah. and yeah. It, it just adds another... Thing to the room. I was gonna say I get. I know Edison bulbs aren't necessarily unique to coffee places, but I had. I went to New York with my mom in like 2010 or so. It was a long time ago, and um, and I remember going to what I just thought was like the coolest, most hipster coffee shop, and they had a brick wall like with just a wall full of hanging Edison bulbs in front of it. And I took a picture of it and I've always just loved that picture. And as soon as we started brainstorming ideas for the coffee room, I was like, we have to do Edison bulbs. I was, I brought out the picture from like 2010 and I like, that was one I would not let go. I was like, we are doing the Edison bulbs. And (laughs) I was very adamant about that one. This room is also very special because of the, the amount of work that went into covering that coffee bean hive with coffee beans but the main reason I think it was so special for me is while we were putting coffee beans on it um, a fantastic hand letterer muralist uh, Jill DeHaan painted the mural we're sitting by it actually says it says nothing before coffee and so while we were working on that she was on the other side of the room and they actually put up a camera a stop-motion camera and they filmed her painting it from start to finish and she did it in one evening and it was wow. so mind-blowing she is a master it's it is such a beautiful mural so i think it's worth coming to hall breakfast just to check this mural out <laughs> to see the little video of her uh drawing it yeah I, i'm speechless which is horrible <laughs> for a podcast <laughs> but uh, 10 different rooms you know they range from milk to cereal to eggs to bacon the bacon room's fun because <laughs> i'll ruin it 
There's a slide. <laughs> There's a bacon slide. Bacon slide. You know, uh, this is kind of what we were talking about today with uh, our group here. We were talking about the John Connors um, method, method. Uh, like experience design. It's kind of this, this thing he created. And it, the gist of it is, what do you want your customers to say? Like, what do you want them to say? Right. And so when... And then you kind of create that. You, you go, I want my customer to come here and, or guests to come here and say this about this thing. And what's really cool about John and Sophie and Courtney, when they were first, before we'd made anything, before we'd done a drawing, they were thinking of action words. Like, wouldn't it be great to go down a bacon slide? Wouldn't it be great to swing on a donut swing? Wouldn't it be great to jump on a giant egg? So those words become a thing they they are a seed for art to be made and so that's the thing i don't think we necessarily talk about so much those words that they talked about became a thing and those are the highlights you know i the donut swing i was nervous the and i'm like is my chubby <laughs> butt gonna break it no no <laughs> no we've engineered that it's sturdy that's a sturdy thing it's you know that that beam that that's on could hold a house so um, it is yeah. it is safe to swing on. Yeah, you're kind of like, hey, can I swing on this thing? Because it's, it's a giant donut. I know donuts are soft and squishy. How can I get on this swing? But it really is fantastic. It, it's kind of cool looking back and like, I don't know. I guess for me personally, I really haven't done too much like reflection of kind of the very beginning of all this. But yeah, when I go back to month last September, October, whenever we were really just starting to throw out just the craziest ideas and we were like what if dot 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 and yeah just like jesse was saying like those kind of we call them like our hero moments is like what are like if you're just like a kid in this dream breakfast wonderland what are things that you want to do and so yeah that's when we came up with sliding down a bacon slide and swinging on a donut swing and um, just kind of like a breakfast. We wanted to just create like a breakfast playground. Some of my favorite of. moments actually were at the very beginning when it was just Sophie and Kristen and Courtney and I. And what we did is we actually just like printed out a bunch of inspiration images for each room. And we're like, what can we do in each room? And we would go and on, on post-it notes, we would think of any crazy idea we had for a room. And we write everything crazy on these post-it notes. We put them up. And we were really stuck on pancakes and waffles. And it was really cool because there was this moment Courtney was like, wouldn't it be so cool if we did pancakes versus waffles? And, and uh, we were talking about, like, we could have it as a gladiator thing. Like, you could have, like, gladiators oh gosh, who were... we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we, like, what if, the, what if people came into the pancake and waffle room and it was, like, American gladiators and they stood up and someone had, like... A, like a waffle suit and they knock them off and, and the, knock the pancake person off and they, <laughs> they'd get points. But what was really cool is I, I, what you kind came of like up evolved. with was like, you're like, what if it became like a campaign, like a political campaign? And we were all like, yes, that's <laughs> it. Everybody was like, that's awesome. Let's, and then we just went nuts, like talking about all these funny political things yep. and political jokes. And then Courtney got really inspired and she did all these awesome campaign <laughs> posters and so if you come to hall of breakfast you'll see all these awesome camp can you talk a little bit about how you like did those because those were really early one of the first yeah. things made for that was a permanent thing that was made that she created yeah that was one of like the first things that i like aside from the branding uh 
that was one of like the first like digital pieces that I started creating for it and that was really fun um yeah it, it was just so fun to kind of make these like tongue-in-cheek posters that um kind of took traditional campaign sayings but twisted them to pancakes versus waffles so um can you uh, share like <laughs> some of your like can you just like say what some of the phrases are um I think one of my favorite ones is keep your tiny hands off I our was, waffles yeah, that one's my favorite <laughs> and I took that a picture one's... I'll, I'll share that <laughs> yeah yeah that that was a favorite a lot of just like use your voice I'm with her with like a pointing to like a female I thought it was really funny like early on we talked about how like Mrs. Buttersworth was going to be like the mediator oh yeah she's kind of our Um, but she still she appears um, yeah and her says come together in peace so yeah so the whole room is divided by a yellow line that's supposed to represent like the butter that brings everything together Um, (laughs) yeah so creatively that was probably the most fun room to work on and that was a Um, really cool room too because we have this amazing person he's like a superhero uh, named Carter Hurst and he um, went online and became like this little not little, like amazing mm. chemist. <laughs> he found this, uh, like these two part foam thing. He made all of our um, foam all items, the foam. little foam squishy items. Oh, wow. like he made those by, he made every single one yeah. of those by hand. So all the, all the like donuts, pancakes, waffles, so all the donuts, eggs, the, the eggs that you throw for the egg toss. Um, he made those by hand. They're all made like by a was, dude with orange hair. Yes, <laughs> just back in our he's warehouse. He's an amazing musician, <laughs> oh, wow. amazing experienced designer. And he's kind of the unsung hero of Hall Breakfast. Yeah, like, he, he he's is, my MVP. <laughs> he is, uh, I just want to mention again, like, he has a really amazing, if you want to see this guy, you have to check out his YouTube video. It's called Snack Boy, where he, <laughs> um, he actually, like, reviews food. But, like, Carter Hurst made so many cool things for, for this place. Like, you have to come see, because you're like, oh, they probably just bought those waffles from China, or they just, or they got those, no, we have a guy here who <laughs> figured out how to make them, bought molds, painted them, and is like, it's, it's really cool. Like, again, this, this place has heart. We made all this stuff with our hands. Waffles from China. That's a great yeah. book name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are waffles exactly. from China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in closing, because we want to go to bed and yeah. <laughs> try to enjoy tomorrow and be awake, um, what, what do you want people to know about Hall of Pancake, uh, Hall of Breakfast. <laughs> it's all of those things. Um, I'll just say, I mean, kind of just piggybacking off of what Jesse was last saying. Um, this place really does so have so much heart. Like every piece of this place is so intentional and was thought out and was brainstormed and was scribbled on scraps of paper and ripped up and redrawn. And uh, I mean, the everyone is so in tune with this brand that works on it. We created a playlist, a Hollabrecki playlist, and we put all the songs on it. It's kind of like this old hip hop, old school uh, kind of playlist. But we were like, when we listen to it, like this is Hollab- like this is what Hollabreakfast sounds like to us. So like we just, we immerse ourselves in this brand so much. And um, yeah, so this place just has so much heart. Uh, Hollabreakfast actually means quite a bit to me. And actually, um, it, it is even coming uh, kind of a life philosophy that I've been examining a lot more. I study traditional art. I study traditional painting. One of my favorite places to go is a museum. Um, I've been going to museums since I was a little kid. And uh, when I was about 19, I got to go to DC and spent 
days and days in all of the art museums and in every single art museum without fail i had guards yelling at me to get away from the art you too right. close to the art <laughs> because i wanted to know how it was made i these were my heroes these were my superheroes like i got to see a van gogh and a monet and these are the people i saw in books and when i saw them these paintings in real life i was starstruck and i wanted to be a part of them and i wanted to see how they did them and why this is such a, disrupt, a disruptive model that is being created here, these pop-up galleries, like they might seem silly to the more serious artists, but this is, this is incredible. Um, museums have become these, and I, I, they have to be that way, right? The yeah. Mona Lisa has to be put behind glass because somebody is going to take a hammer and hit it. <laughs> a okay? sledgehammer. Like they're going to take a sledgehammer and they're going to hit it. And, and some of our artists become so precious, so so much of almost like bars uh, that normal human beings that should be the ones who are experiencing cannot touch it, don't experience it. And it's almost for this little small group of people. And I know it says it's for everybody, but a lot of people don't have access to those museums. They right. don't have access to a plane ticket that they can get to the Met. They don't have that ability. And what's so cool about Hall of Breakfast is for maybe some people, this might be the first museum they've ever been in. <laughs> And how cool that we have taken that barrier away from people. We say, come in here and touch the art, interact with the art. John Connors tells this to everybody. This museum is 80% done. The 20% is you. You are going to be that last 20% that makes it a whole complete piece. And that is why I love Hall Breakfast so much, is seeing people take part of that art are not afraid to touch that art not to not afraid to climb up on that beehive at first when we made it we're like kind of traditional art style like yeah. don't touch the bees <laughs> don't touch the beehive and um opening day john connor's at the very beginning near the fridge i heard him say this feel free to touch anything to climb on anything like, and <laughs> and then i was back With here when some of those people came through and a girl started climbing up on the beehive and I was like, what are you doing? We just, we just put all these beans on and they're going to fall off. And I stopped myself. I said, I just said to myself, wait, let's see what she does. And she got on it. And then someone took a picture and I said, Hey, can I take a picture of you? And I took a picture of her on top of the beehive and looked pretty cool. And I was like, you know what? Like, okay, I need to let that old part of myself do. I was becoming that security guard that yeah. I hated so much. Like, don't touch that. And you know what? What's really cool? Since we all made it, if it breaks, we can fix it. Yeah. We're alive. We're not dead artists. We can fix it yeah. right now. Yeah. It's not dead. And I, <laughs> and I really like, I know it sounds weird. I really appreciate Banksy. Like, I think he changed everything. Like seeing like exit through their gift shop was a really important thing for me because um, it showed that art, it's okay if art is temporary. Yeah. If you make a sandcastle, it's going to get destroyed by the ocean. And that's a beautiful thing too. And that's kind of how Hall of Breakfast is. It's like a beautiful sandcastle. You need to come experience it while it's here because the ocean's going to knock it down. <laughs> but you'll, re you'll retain that memory. And what's really cool is you have a camera and you can take a picture of it. That's the, I think that's the thing we have to remember. You can snap and save these memories. And I'm seeing families like who haven't taken pictures of their families for years. And they'll have an Instagram that's <laughs> four pictures before and then they'll have 25 pictures from here and they're all having a great time so like get down here and come <laughs> see this beautiful sandcastle pancake waffle machine so and when is yeah. when is the tide coming in how much longer is it here well right now we're currently scheduled to be open until the end of july so you need to you need to jump onto that train fast yeah
I was here tonight, and we, there was about 40 people that came through with us, and they were they were that 20 percent finishing it, and it was it was incredible to see. Um, what what's the website people can it is www.hallofbreakfast.com and you can also uh, our Instagram is a great place to look at to kind of see like the the aesthetic it's just at hall of breakfast yeah the the best thing you can do before you come here is look up the hashtag hall of breakfast because that's the conversation we want you to have look at what people are doing and see if you can do something different you know that's the challenge thank you very much yeah thank you for having us thank you so much until next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>